0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. So Father, I pray right now for every man here. You speak right into our hearts. Right now. I know Jesus is real. I know he speaks. I know he's faithful and I know he's dependable. But he wants all of us to know that. You're not here this morning because there was nowhere else to be. You're here this morning because God wanted you here. He wanted you here. He wanted you here to take you aside from maybe the busyness of your normal week and speak into your life. Jesus loves you passionately, intensely, unconditionally. But he loves you too much to leave you as you are. He doesn't want to leave any of us hopeless and helpless. He doesn't want to leave any of us with a sense of rejection or isolation. No, Jesus' love made Jesus do something. Father, I pray that you would help us to get a bit more of this incredible mystery. Incredible mystery. That when we give our lives to you, we begin to get it. What did it mean? Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in the room. It, with united with j24 7 speak into their lives lord hallelujah amen just as you see just took the person next to you inside i wasn't expecting that <laughs> I, wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that either thanks guys that was very twiddly Good to be alive, isn't it? If you're here for the first time, you're really, really welcome. I- I'm here for the first time today. Uh, last week, <laughs> right in the back. Uh, Last week, uh, I had the real privilege of being up north, up in Bradford. Uh, well, who's going to Bradford on placement? Okay, so um, I've set up, uh, we have a partnering church up there, it's a URC church called Bolton Villas Family Church, great bunch of people. And um, how many of you were here when Josh Evans was with us? He had a real gift in worship, so it's his his parents' church. He's up there as part of the uh, the worship team, part of the youth team up there. He's now married to Alex, and I I was able to stay in their home, which was a real joy. But uh, last Sunday, so um, they kind of do church similar to us in some respects, um, but last Sunday it was just a a real precious time with the Lord where uh, there was about 80, 90 people in the room, And some of those don't know Jesus at all. Uh, Some of them have known Jesus for a long time. Uh, Some of them used to know Jesus better than maybe they did last Sunday. But in a a very, very um, relaxed kind of atmosphere, which was literally just Ashley, the leader, and myself just sat in a couple of little comfy chairs, uh, we were able to see Jesus heal. Uh, One lady of arrhythmia in the heart, she'd had it for for many, many years. Uh, Someone had a bipolar condition. They just had constant, uh, really tight bands of pressure around the head. There's another lady there that had a displaced hip. Uh, there's another person there that had a uh, cartilage issues. And it was all sorted up. But just the love of Jesus just healed all those people and set them all free. And he wants to do the same today. And I've discovered uh, that Jesus never changes. How many of you know that Jesus never changes? And all these things, I'm just sitting there thinking, wow, Jesus, that's amazing. That's so cool and uh, if you were here last Sunday um, I wasn't obviously then you would have seen a real good friend of ours called Andy Elms who's the pastor of Family Church Uh, they have kind of the base churches in Portsmouth but they have 11 congregations now and all of them are really seeing uh, a a whole new um, flow or a whole new tide of people just making the decision to follow Jesus and a lot of that is because of how Andy is and also how he's mobilizing and training his people to really break through the fear barrier or the anxiety barrier of how do I share my Christian faith with somebody? Uh, So this uh, month, for those of you that are kind of new here, we've been journeying through the five Sundays of June about how, how do we share our faith with someone? How do we communicate the reality of being a Christian to people that maybe don't know what that is? So in week one... We looked at really one of the keys, which is about having a having a heart which is set on seeing change in people and expressing that through praying for them. And how we then change how we look at people. Uh, we looked at a couple of bits of the Bible. We're going to pick those up again in a moment. And how do we look at society? How do we look at our friends, our family? How do we even look at our own lives maybe, but with a sense of God, you can change that. Because out in the world, outside in, in the world, and maybe maybe your world is like this, is that most people, most people live under thousands of different words every day. Tens of thousands. But it's only Jesus that has the last one. So we can have all kinds of words, even now, running in our, on in our head. We can have words that are positive and negative. But Jesus' words for you are always positive. And the Bible calls them faith words, if you like. So... Um, Today we're going to look at uh, the next part of the series. We've called the series Just Do It. And if you remember, I told you that I'd stolen or borrowed, borrowed probably, um, a little phrase from an organisation called... Thank you. I even bought a pair of shoes just to validate it and reinforce it. Um, but this session... Today, oh, that's nice. Did you do that? That's cool. So today, um, this session three is about... Uh, not just just do it, but you're owning it. You own it. Okay? So um, the scripture that we looked at, for those of you that have forgotten, or those of you that weren't here, is from a book of the Bible called the Book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 2 to 6. And uh, this is where we started from, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. But now we're going to look at this one, which is, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. Uh, I'll leave off a bit after the, the apostrophe that says for which I'm in chains. Um, unless you want me to get really theological about it, which is, in reality, when the bloke that wrote this, Paul, was writing it, he literally was under house arrest. But actually, this means more than just a physical arrest. What this means as we begin to step out and share our faith with others, and I'll just use Zach as an example because he's here and he's bigger than me, but but one of the examples that Zach could use is, I was was in chains because I didn't want to share my faith with people. I felt as if it was limited or it was a waste of time or I was restricted in some way, but as soon as he stepped through the door, he realised that those chains fell off. And as Christians, if you already know Jesus, you're already a Christian, a follower of Jesus, then there can be all kinds of chains that try to stop you sharing your faith with people. Not just physical, but can be emotional, can be spiritual, can be psychological. And I just want to journey for the next 15 minutes on how do we find a freedom by stepping out through this door of opportunity and sharing our faith with somebody. Is that okay? Is that right? right, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing it anyway. So I'm just trying to be nice and let you get participatory. So I'm just, just do it. Very good. Um, so verse three, which we're going to focus on, is pray for a door to be open to the message. So what is a door? What's a door? When is a door not a door? When it's a jar. That's, that's an old one. What? What is it? Sorry. What is a door? What is a door for? Come on. What's a door for? Because I'm being filled. Make me look good. What's a door for? A it's Block a hole. That's a closed door. What's an open door do? A it's a way in. in a ba- right. In a basic level, is a door not to go from one place to another place? Can we just say that? So the great thing about God is that whatever place we're in right now, there is a door that God wants to open, maybe in your family. Maybe th- your door is, you know. Maybe some of my children, I've never spoken to them about my faith. Maybe my partner, maybe my spouse, maybe my wider family, maybe I've just never spoken to them about, actually, I'm a Christian and this is what Jesus has done for me. So it might be a door within your family. There's other doors, aren't there? It's doors of the workplace. Out in the world, out in the world kind of thinking, and you see this in extreme instances in some parts of this country and overseas is that there's a whole thing around freedom of speech where you're not allowed to do this, 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 and this, and this. This is my own personal conviction. It may not be yours. But I think there is an enemy out there that doesn't want people to hear your story. There is an enemy out in the world that wants to shut you down. Because once you start talking about who Jesus is and what he's done for you, it's a bit like The Matrix. How many of you have seen The Matrix? It's a great film, where they've, there's generations of people being created and formed and shaped and have the illusion that life is like that, but it's not the truth. And then suddenly, somebody gets a glimpse of, this is true, but everything else is false. Everything else has been kidding me. And suddenly, there's a whole revolution. Well, I believe there's a whole thing out there that doesn't want people to hear that Jesus loves you He died for you. He took all of your wrongdoings and took them to the cross and he took you too. And if you trust him enough to give him your life, he'll give you his back instead. And when that happens, it is literal that all things are new. That's the mystery that we're going to look at in a moment. But the door could be your family, could be the workplace, could be your colleagues, it could be people sat on the bus. We need to live with an open door kind of lifestyle. A lot of the messages that we had a few weeks ago from our senior pastor Clive was about how Jesus needs to become much more the Lord in our homes. And as we do that more and more and more, as we pray and speak God's best and his blessing and his fullness, then it opens up doors within our homes. I don't just mean physical ones, Emotional ones, spiritual ones, psychological ones, so that people find your life and my life is like an open door. It's like an open door. Again, yesterday, I'm kind of referred to it a little bit. When, when I went into, you know, Philip and, and Pam's and Vanessa's home, it's not my home, it's their home. Uh, what I love about their home is they've called it something. They've called it Shalom. And Shalom means uh, peace, blessing, fullness of God's life and presence in the place. But it's only one... It's only one little stone, but when I look at that, what happens to me is not only is it a sign, but the door's open to experience it. So they live, for me, a very open door kind of life, and maybe some of you do too, but the great thing about being a Christian is that when you're a Christian, you can't live in a room with the door shut. He wants you and me to live with the door open, but that takes prayer. It also takes some decisions, because sometimes, I don't know about you, but I find my immediate family, um, so my, my, my two sisters and brothers, the most challenging to share my faith with, but it's the one that I need to keep kicking the door down. Does that make sense? Because it's a little bit like Jesus. When Jesus was around, um, he was known to be someone that made really good furniture. He was a carpenter. And when he began to stand up in his town and talk about his relationship with God and what a difference it made, people ignored him. Because I thought, well, he's just a carpenter. When he's talking about, you know, making sideboards, I'll listen to him. When he's talking about making chairs, I'll listen to him. But he's talking about stuff that he shouldn't be talking about. But Jesus knew all about relationship with God. Cause God said, do you understand that? And it can be that within our own immediacy of family, familiarity, but also our our joint history, can put a door in place which we need to pray God open it. Is that making some sense? Some of you are nodding. You you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Particularly if it's parents. All right? Because, you know, hopefully we've got a sense of respect and honor and all this kind of thing. And sometimes that can be a door of hindrance rather than a door of opportunity. But we need to pray and hopefully that's what we're doing. Ephesians 6, 19 says this. It's the same guy writing but to a different bunch of Christians. He said this, Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth... now." How many of us have read that and not realized that that word whenever means whenever? How many of you have opened your mouths already today? Yeah, okay. (laughs) What it means is what it says. Whenever I open my mouth, whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me, so I speak no words of my own but only the words that my father gives me, because sometimes we can think there's a door of public and there's a door of private. And as a Christian, our lives are always in public. There's always someone who is watching our lives, and his name is Jesus. So when I gave my life to Jesus, one of the things that I learned really early on and continue to learn is that Jesus hears every word that I say. Whether it's like this, or whether it's at home, or whether it's in the car. And, and there can be a little bit of, oh my goodness man that's a bit scary. But if we go on with the scripture, it says, pray that words given to me so I fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. In other words, Jesus wants all of your words. If you know Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, he wants to feel all of your words. All of them. Fearlessly means without fear. The opposite in the Bible of fear is love. So he wants all of your words to be God-inspired, God-given, and all of them have love in them. (laughs) All of them. Now, I don't know about you, but I only really know how true this is. When something pokes my life, what's the first thing that comes out of my mouth? because I know, as well as maybe many of you, that we can say all the right things in here, we can say all the right words here, but it's those moments when you go out the door and suddenly boom happens, or whatever happens, happens. It's what comes out of us actually is part of the condition of our own life. Was that maybe just me? I don't know, maybe that's you as well. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or, you know, we're having that, we're having that joke or we're having that comment and we come out with that kind of quick reply which doesn't really have God's life in it. It's more about defending ourselves. Yeah? Can I just suggest to you that when you give your life to Jesus he wants to be the author of your words. But also the tone of them. Because what this talks about is that we can speak without fear. In other words there's no part of your life when you give your life to Jesus and, and he gives his life back to you. There's no part of your life that Jesus is ashamed of. Come on. This is, a tr- this is part of the mystery. We're going to talk a little bit more about the mystery in a moment. But part of the mystery of, of giving life to Jesus is he's not ashamed of you. There's not a part of your life that he doesn't love. Before you give to life to Jesus, all of our life is he can't love in the way that he wants to because it's full of rubbish. It's just full of rubbish. It's full of all the mistakes that we're really good at. And I can remember, uh, I followed this amazing God out in the world, called me, myself and I. He's an amazing God. I, I love that God. Love that. Come on. I love that God. Uh, you know, it's all about me, it's all about myself, and it's all about I. I love that God. And maybe you still love that God. I have no idea. All I know is, is that you and I were made to, to, to follow a God that comes out in three persons, but it's just not me, myself and I. It's Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And when I gave my life to Christ, I had to re-educate my language. Because I suddenly realised, hang on a minute, that I want God-inspired words to come out of me, because in those there's no fear. There's no intimidation, there's no threat. Now, am I perfect at that? No, I'm not. But the more and more and more I'm praying and the more and more I'm devoted to, to the life of Jesus I am, by, the, by God's help, the grace of God, he changes the language. So part of my prayer, part of our prayer, is over these weeks, the whole language of your, of your normal life begins to change. Because there's a whole load of negativity out in the world. You might, you might already know that. But when you give your life to Christ, there's nothing negative in there. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I can you do one that I know next time? Because that would be brilliant. Did you Did you know I was going to do that? No. Oh, excellent. Cool. Well, I'm glad you found that out. In, in private, so nobody knew at all. So, so, so so as we kind of make this decision to kind of pray and say, God, change my heart, change my heart, you know, um, and get that kind of God perception of people, it will change not only how you look at them, but how you speak about them. Because we all do this, all right? Whenever we see anybody, we've already made a decision about them. We all do that. But when we want to share our faith and when we've given our life to Jesus and we're praying and believing God and saying, God, use me, use me, use me, how you see people will change. Therefore, how you speak about them will change. But guess what? The Bible also says that when you speak about someone, it can change them. It's not just that you look at someone and it changes how you speak about them. That happens, but also what happens is that you can change someone by speaking of them differently. Because when you become a follower of Jesus and he inspires your words, the words that you speak are creative. You can change the environment of your home. You can change the, 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 the environment of your marriage if you're married. You can change the environment of your singleness if you're single. Because we all live, we all live under the words that we speak. We all do. So for some of these guys that responded last week up in Bradford, they came, and the work that was running with them is, you've got this condition, live with it. Jesus has a different view on that. It says, you've been told this, cope with it. Jesus has a different view on that. Which is why we need to move from the realm of, uh, you know, we're part of it, into owning it. We need to own it. I believe there are streets that you live on, uh, workplaces that you work in, that over, over these next weeks and months, you're going to see a God change because you're bringing God words into those. Because that's God's heart for you and for me. Around your households, that you're going to see peace and joy and, you know, just right living come in much more measure because that's what you're speaking over your home. Because it's opening up a door. I believe on Sundays, this is partly why we pray on a, on a Sunday at nine. It's not just that you know, a few people can come and confuse each other or come and do this and that, and that. We want to speak out God's words without fear. Yeah. We want to speak out God-inspired words because we know God is in them. So this morning again at nine, we were praying for all of you. Do we know who you are? No, we don't. We're just saying, God, give us the words. Give us the, the, the ability to speak your word out over the people today. Because we want to see people know the love of God in a real way. We want to see people experience the truth of Jesus in a real way, because maybe we don't. So if there's no judgment or criticism in it, there's just a lack of fear in it. Is that making some sense? And then it goes on in John 10.10. 10. Why, why is this so important? And this is Jesus speaking. He says, the faith, the enemy, only, only, only comes to steal, to kill and destroy. That's all he does. But I have come, this is Jesus, that they may have life and life in all its fullness. It's Jesus' intention that you have the fullness of his life right now in this moment. There's many theologies out there and all kinds of thinking out there that say, you know, there's a heaven, there isn't a heaven, and when you die you can experience God's life in heaven. Jesus didn't come for you to have that when you die. He came to have that right now if you give your life to him right now. But the world will say it's fake or it's false, or it's, it's a cult, or it's just stupid, or it's out of date, or it's just for men, or it's just for women. Jesus didn't say any of those things. He said, there's two lots of words out there. One of them wants to steal from you, rob from you, and ultimately kill you. But Jesus says, no, I've come that you would have life. I would come that you would have life. So where is this door that you want to see opened? Is it in your family? Is it with your friends? Is it with your work colleagues? Is it at home? Or is it away? I have no idea. the cry of our heart is so that we proclaim the mystery clearly proclaim means that we we say it simply the mystery is not simple I can remember for, for months, months and months and months before I came to Jesus myself for me it was just gobbledygook it was like a different language, it was like you're joking this doesn't make sense What Jesus is an idiot, why did God do that it's all a load of bunkum This is all for old people. This is all for boring people. This is all for fat or thin people. In my head, it was just like, this is nonsense. And then suddenly Jesus revealed himself to me. And the mystery became really clear. And the mystery is this. The Son of God would become like a man. He would live a life of poverty... And love. That he took my punishment and died in my place. That he would then rise from the dead and is reigning in heaven today. That those who don't know God at all can be justified by putting their faith and trust in him. That Jew or Gentile, black or white, whatever color, can be reconciled to God that they can receive the power of God, the Holy Spirit. (coughs) That this same Jesus that lived and died could dwell in our hearts. And that we would live with God forever in his glory. That's the mystery. And before I gave my life to Jesus, I tell you, it was a a mystery. And now I've given my life to Jesus, it's like, Jesus, I cannot believe that you've done all of this Jesus just says to me stop doubting just believe it because what God has done is done but the mystery is really simple Jesus came to live like you with all of the faults all of the failures all of the weaknesses in it which we're all very mindful of he came to live a life like that and he died because of a life like that so that you could live with a life like his That's the mystery. Live a life free, whole, well, with a hope, with a future, with a destiny, in relationship with God and in right relationships with others. I use the word justified. Some people say, it's just as if I've never sinned. It's more than that. Jesus doesn't want us to live just as if we haven't sinned. He wants us to live as if we were pure, spotless, and blameless. Let's all stand up, shall we? so I don't know what the door is whether it's your family your home your workplace your street your club the group that you're in your small group maybe you're sitting in small group week after week after week and you just sit there and listen you've got loads of stuff to say the only way that it's going to come out is if you open the door of your mouth and say it my father I want to thank you right now that you you have doors around our lives that you want to open And the Bible says that when you've opened it, no one will shut it. So I just pray right now for everybody here today. We would know right now, probably immediately, what are those doors? Is it in family, friends? Is it with my spouse, my partner? Is it with my work colleague? Is it with my neighbor? There are doors there. And Lord, right now, we want to pray. We want to believe that you're going to open up those doors for us. And when you do, we're going to speak with confidence without fear full of love and full of truth and I thank you that as we do that people are going to experience the reality of Jesus in a new way just as many of us here have is that you've you've made the mystery really clear to us I still don't get it but I believe in it I still don't understand it but I still know it's true and Father I oh, thank you so much That in this next week, you're going to give us so many opportunities to speak about you, share you, see you move in all kinds of ways. For your glory, it's all about you, Jesus. It's not about us. That where it seems really hard, you're going to enable us to do the impossible. What seems to be closed, you're going to open. What seems to be difficult, you make easy because that's your promise to us. And if anybody in the room agrees with that or believes in that, let's all say amen, shall we? Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.